Today's passage is uh, Joshua's final speech to his people before he passes away. It is Joshua's wish and his heart for his people. You can see him really uh, grappling to express what is in his heart. Joshua is a pretty well-known uh, figure in the Bible, but he's not as well-known as his predecessor, Moses. Moses is the towering figure in biblical history. I mean, he was a giant. Moses led his people out of slavery in Egypt. He freed them from a mighty empire against all odds. Those are the leaders that we revere and that we remember. When such a towering figure leaves, they often leave a void. It's hard for anyone to follow in the footsteps of a giant. It takes someone very strong and capable. Joshua was that person. He filled the void left behind by Moses. Moses, he could not get into the promised land. He and his people, they got stuck in the wilderness for 40 years, and Moses died there in the wilderness. Joshua finished what Moses began. Joshua was the last surviving person of his generation. He's 110 years old when he gives this speech. He lived through everything that the Israelites had experienced, from bondage in Egypt uh, to freedom and from the wilderness into the promised land. Throughout his life, I mean, he saw all that God had done, so many amazing and wonderful works. And now, as he is getting ready to depart from the earth, he wondered whether the next generation would experience the God the same way he had. Now that they were all settled in the promised land, would they continue to look to God as he had? For Joshua and his generation, they had nowhere else to turn to. God heard them cry out in Egypt. God sent Moses to rescue them. God parted the Red Sea when they were trapped between the sea on one side and uh, pursuing Egyptian chariots on the other. God provided manna when they had no food in the desert. Every time they were in need, God provided for them. Our human nature is such that we often only turn to God when we have nowhere else to go. Isn't that right? When we're in control of things, we don't really need God. God sounds nice, but we don't really need him. Joshua was concerned whether that would be the case with the following generations. Now that they're all settled and living in the promised land, this land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the thing. Yes, we often 
turn to God when we have nowhere else to turn to. But just because things are hard or not going well, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have faith. All throughout their journey in the wilderness, most of the Israelites, all they did was grumble and complain. Even after all that God had done for them, they still did not trust God. They grumbled and complained, and they still had so much fear in their hearts. While they were in the wilderness, Moses sent out 12 spies to go out into the land of Canaan to scout it out, the land and its people, and to see what the prospects were of them going in. So when they came back, 10 out of the 12, they had very negative reports. Oh yes, the land was very good indeed, but the people, oh, they're so scary and unbeatable. They described the people living in the land as like giants, and uh, Israelites, we were like little grasshoppers compared to them. Oh, there, there's no way we can go in. Everyone believed those reports, and they were filled with dread. And again, complaining to Moses, why did you bring us out here just so we can be trapped and die here in the desert? Moses lost his authority. They even started to mobilize, uh, uh, to, let's choose a captain to take us back into Egypt. Get back into slavery, where at least though they would have food and work. Only Joshua and Caleb, his, his companion, had faith. They saw the exact same thing that the other ten did. But they saw the situation very differently. This was Joshua's response. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the Israelites, the land that we went through as spies is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are no more than bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Joshua had faith. If God was with them, they would succeed. He trusted God wholeheartedly, when everyone else around him was struck with fear. I mean, how did he have this faith when nobody else did? That is a great mystery. Faith is a mystery. Faith is a gift. Somehow, Joshua was blessed with the gift of faith. He had unshakable trust in God, no matter what the circumstances were. He did not waver or succumb to fear. That's what made him a great and courageous leader. 
That's what made him the leader that the Israelites needed at that time. Because of his faith, he was able to see and experience the power of the living God. That is what faith does. It's not that God is not working. It's just that if you don't have faith, you cannot see God at work. You can only see what your eyes see. Faith gives you eyes to see God at work. Faith gives you trust that God is working even when you cannot see it. So faith gives you hope in times when the situation is dark, unclear, and uncertain. And faith, it opens up your heart to experience the wonderful peace and presence of God. That's the testimony of all people who have faith, is it not? That's their testimony. It is, faith is a powerful and wonderful gift. I think it's more precious than anything else. Money, wealth, fame, you name it. Because of his faith, Joshua experienced so many wonderful works of God. His wish was for future generations to also experience God the way that he did. He knew that their challenges would be very different. Their context would be so different. But he wanted them to experience the power and presence of God in a real way. He worried that they would forget about God and look to other gods. It was not tradition that Joshua wanted to pass down. Tradition is, you know, a set of beliefs and our practices that is passed down from one generation to the next. But it, we all live in a time when tradition is broken down. It doesn't mean anything to people anymore. What used to work in the past doesn't work for us today. Uh, what used to be true for your parents is not necessarily true for you now. Life has changed so much and keeps on changing. So tradition often seems outdated. But behind tradition is an original experience that starts that tradition. Every tradition has a beginning that is so somehow so powerful that that's why it is continued in a way. Joshua had this powerful, original experience of God. And so it's not tradition that he wanted to pass on. He wanted each generation to have their own original experience of the powerful and living God. For him, the key to that original experience is faith. Unwavering trust in God. So what we need, it's not tradition necessarily. I mean, tradition is a great thing. But 
it's not the beliefs of, and practices of our parents or grandparents. That's not necessarily what we need. What we need is our own original experience of God. That is real and powerful and active in our life. Not just a set of ideas that we've inherited from the past. The reason we study the Bible, it's not just to know the words or understand the concepts or the doctrines, whatnot. It's so that we can get at the original experience of God that the people had in these stories. That is what we're really going after. Tradition makes it easy not to think. You just simply live out what's given to you. But with the breakdown of tradition, we don't know what to think. We have no guiding frameworks. So our hearts and our minds are easily drawn to whatever seems most attractive or useful in that moment. Our hearts and our minds are so scattered. I think that's the greatest challenge for faith today, that our hearts are so scattered. They're drawn in so many different directions. Everyone's got an opinion. We don't know what to follow and what to believe. So we just follow the loudest voices and live from moment to moment without much thought. My friends, you cannot experience God when your heart is so scattered. You cannot experience peace and rest in God. This is the key point in Joshua's final speech. Now, therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline or direct your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. Direct your hearts to God and nothing else. When your heart is uncertain and fearful, don't turn elsewhere. Don't be shaken by the noise around you. Don't put your trust in false opinions. Direct your hearts to God. You will experience the fullness of God's presence. At the end of his life, this was Joshua's confession. And now I am about to go the way of all the earth. And you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one thing has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. Isn't that an amazing confession? After all that he had been through, slavery, bondage, hard labor, wilderness, uncertainty, he's still able to declare that all of God's promises came true. That is the testimony of faith. Faith lets you see that God's promises are true. All the difficulties and challenges that you've experienced in your life 
are just part of God's promises being fulfilled for you. Faith gives you the assurance that they will continue to be fulfilled. And that faith is power for life. That is why with faith you can get through anything. Because you know that God's promises are true for you. That's why I think it's the greatest blessing to have. Yesterday, our, uh, the session, we had a wonderful retreat. It was a very spiritual time together. We left feeling very hopeful. And we have the faith that the spirit of a God is alive in our church and in, among the people here. I hope you all know how much your elders care about you and this church. We reflected on those who are rooted in this church and are now thinking of life beyond their career. So to all of you, direct your hearts to God. And like Joshua, see how all of God's promises have come true in your life. God's promises have come true in your life. So we sang that beautiful song. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. That is like the testimony of Joshua. That is our testimony. God is not done yet. God will reveal a calling that is beyond your scheduled life. We also prayed a lot as Jenny, Elder Jenny prayed in the pastoral prayer for our younger generations, that they too may experience the living reality and power of God in their lives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't turn your hearts to other things. Ask for the gift of faith and direct your hearts to God. And God alone. This is what the proverb says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. That is how Joshua lived. That's what he experienced. This was Joshua's wish for his people. This is God's wish for us.